are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. Devin, I think I'm going to call this episode Flotsam and Jetsam. God, what a good title. You teased this Mm -hmm. to me earlier, what, last week telling me that the theme was things that float? Things that float, yeah. Damn, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Just want to jump right in. Yeah, just jump right in. float. (laughs) Oh my God. Get out of here. Do you get to go swimming out in Boston? Um, I'm... You know that I'm afraid of sharks, and I think that there's sharks up here, so I haven't gone swimming yet. I think you're afraid of dark water. I'm afraid of hella dark water. I'm hella mm-hmm. afraid of hella dark water. Um, yeah. Because there's always sharks in it, dude. I mean... Sure. <laughs> I, I just don't know what else to tell you. I'm a shark researcher, <laughs> and that's fact. Uh, no, I haven't gone swimming out here. Do you guys go swimming recently? Um, yeah, we went to Fish Lake because you had such a good idea to go out to Fish Lake. Damn, and I'm it was smart. a blast. Was it? And it's it's Fish Lake and it's not Shark Lake, so I think we were okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're they're the same species, friendo. Oh, well, it was also not Snapping Turtle Lake or Alligator Lake. That's what I'm afraid of when I go swimming in the South. It's not sharks; it's snapping turtles. Is it really? I mean, have you seen those motherfuckers? I've seen alligator snapping turtles, and they look like oh my God. they look like disgusting alien angry penises. I hate them. They look like they're from the dawn of time. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're mean faces. I keep seeing, um, keep seeing. I mean, it sounds like I watch them every day, but I've seen several videos of people trying to rescue them from the roads, and those no. fuckers don't give a shit that you're trying to help them. They My dad tried to do face. that one time, yeah, Aww. and he was trying to get it out of the road, and it tried to kill him. Yeah. I just want uh. him to die. They'll keep biting after they're dead. <laughs> what cut their heads off, and they'll animals. still bite you. <laughs> asshole turtles. <laughs> okay, well, I'm really glad you didn't encounter them in Fish Lake, because it sounds like no. you have a legit reason to be afraid of them. They concern me. They also fascinate me because we were, um, when we, whenever you. we walk up into the, the North Carolina Zoo, you go over, yeah. well, you, you remember, you yeah. go over that big bridge and you can see all the snapping <gasps> you turtles. You showed me them. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if you're out of town, you're like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it was so cool. It was, you got to see animals and wildlife before you even got in the zoo. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's like when the Japanese tourists would go to Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle and they'd take roll after roll of pictures of the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Bless you, kids, but we've got better nasty. inside. I hate squirrels, man. What is wrong with you? They're rats with furry tails. They're precious you- angel babies covered in uh, the softest, silkiest down. No, they're rats that are running a scam. <laughs> I, I, one time I, I threw a, a trash bag into a dumpster yeah. and like 10 squirrels ran out. And I, that's when I realized the lie. That's when I figured out the conspiracy. They're so cuddly and sweet and they've got little little nail fucking, what am I trying to say? They got little raccoon paws. <laughs> little raccoon paws. I was going to call them gorilla feet and that was not right. <laughs> <laughs> they got little raccoon paws. I'm having a stroke. Don't laugh. Call the gorilla. It's not what they have. I was wrong. Oh god! Tell me about things that float. Quit making fun of my inability to come up with words. 
No, I want to tell you about the time that I was at the Greensboro Nature Center, yeah, whatever the hell right. it's called, and we were walking by the cage of gibbons, and somebody <laughs> goes, look, honey, the Gibsons. <laughs> so, <laughs> now forever, that's how I think of them. <laughs> With their beautiful, poofy hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, just the Gibsons oh, hanging out. The Gibsons. This is where they live. I love it. I love it. The Gibsons. <laughs> Here's a story about something that floats. Okay, tell me. Is it is it okay. Tim Curry as a clown in the Ooh. movie It? Remember? The best. Yeah, yeah. They all they float, all float down, down there. there. Yeah. Well, that's the trick. It's like good stuff can float and bad stuff can float. And this is like right up your alley of someone who likes to pick up stuff off the ground. Because this is <laughs> this is two different stories of people who picked up stuff off the ground. My kin. My brethren. <laughs> tell me about okay. my family. All right, so it's early December 2007. Okay. And this woman named Loretta Legui is walking her German shepherd, Norman. Don't worry, we know his name. All right. Loretta and Norman are walking on the shore just south of Gold Beach in Oregon. All right. And there's been all this really terrible weather recently, all these big ocean storms. So she is looking for treasures that yeah, wash up. Yeah, she is. She, right? She's been a beachcomber for years, and she's found fishing floats, and she's found agates, which oh, I didn't even realize yes. wash up. Yeah. I, I would be all about that. Mm -hmm. I'll take you. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that sounds really cool. We didn't get that in North Carolina. We got a lot of shark teeth, though. Well, and I really want to find a shark tooth, and I'm looking for them on the Boston beaches here. And, I mean, I haven't found one because you're supposed to find them down south. And So I don't know what the fuck I find up here. I don't know. I think there would be shark teeth. Wasn't Jaws set northeasterly? Yeah, it was. But apparently there's something with the currents that mean that a whole shit ton of shark teeth get dumped in the Carolinas and Florida. And then in the Gulf. So, Georgia. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. No. All right. I'm going to look for know. one. We're... I haven't found anything cool over here yet, but I want you to tell me what Loretta finds. Oh, so Loretta finds a 10-pound egg-shaped amber-colored chunk of beeswax. No, what? Yep. What? She finds beeswax, which is from a shipwreck hundreds of years ago. No way. This is the story of the beeswax galleon. Oh, my God. What a good yeah. setup. Have, have, have you ever heard of this? I no. have never heard of this. No, I thought you were going to tell me it was ambergris. No, that would also be cool and probably worth more. Probably worth a lot Because this beeswax money. is only of historical interest. All right. I mean, that's as a museum person, that's fine with me. Yeah, I would. I definitely, during the process, looked to see if you could buy any of this. Yeah. But it's really hard to Google. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so at the end of the 1600s and the beginning of the 1700s, so this is way older than most of our stories. Yeah, it is. There is this trade route that goes from the Philippines to Mexico, and they carry high-quality beeswax by the ton. It's a bunch of Spanish galleons as well as Chinese right. and Japanese ships. But the thing with the Spanish is at this time, like, their whole economy – was in these sailing ships. So they yeah. kept track of everything so precisely that we know a lot more about this than we do about the equivalent um, Asian trade of the time. Oh, wow. All right. So, yeah, this is – there's two ships that they lost in this area. The Santo Cristo de Burgos, which sank in 1693, 
and the San Francisco Javier, I guess, which sank in 1705. Now, these two sink in the 16, you know, 1693, 1705, yeah. and the beeswax that they were carrying has been washing up on the Oregon coast ever since. No to way. This day. No way. To this day. Yeah. So they go down more than 100 years before Lewis and Clark come to Oregon, right? Okay. Yeah. When the early white explorers and the fur traders start showing up in the early 1800s, the clats of Indians, when they come to trade, are like, oh, yeah, we have beeswax. It washes up from that shipwreck. What? There's no, there's no native honeybees in Oregon. What? Yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, that shipwreck okay. that, that went down near Nahalem Bay. And we, you know, do want some of this beeswax. It's good stuff. It was really high-quality beeswax. Okay. So yeah. the, the shipwreck was pretty close to the uh, continental U.S. shore then. Yes. Bay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there, what we know, let me see. Um, out of all the ships running from Spain in that era, they only ever lost four galleons. All right. And two, two of them are ones that are potentially responsible for this beeswax in terms of like, it's around the right era. We know they disappeared and um, they were carrying this stuff. And okay. we know that. And one, there was one that crashed or that, that shipwrecked kind of close to the Oregon coast. And we don't know which one it was, if it was either of these, but by the 1850s, we're getting some other interesting info. All right. Number one, there were survivors from one of the wrecks. Oh, all right. And they actually lived with the area tribes and intermarried with them and everything. That's so uh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of unclear. Like, some of it makes it sound like there was some violence, which, you know, yeah. no, knowing white people, like, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but they actually uh, said that Chief Kilchis of the Tillamooks was a descendant of these folks and that you could actually walk around in that area at the time and find like lighter skinned blue eyed Indians. Wow. All right. When they, when they roll up in the early 1800s. Wow. And so, yeah. And the tribes also say that there was actually a Chinese or a Japanese junk that wrecked on Clatsop beach. Okay. And, and for, so for a while that was where they said the beeswax came from. This was sort of, treated for a really long time as more of a legend than anything else. It was not treated as like a historical thing. It was wow. like, oh, you know, we all backfill explanations for weird stuff. And yeah. uh, actually, back in the day, in the early 1900s, so 100 years after this, okay. there were some scientists that convinced themselves it was a petroleum byproduct oh. that was washing oh. up in these big chunks. Oh. <laughs> and they should go drill for oil. <laughs> that you didn't work. Idiots. That's wrong. You just gotta That's find right. honey. Yep. <laughs> Cars it's don't just, run on that. No. <laughs> it was wow. all for candles. And okay. I will say, like, I, I was raised Catholic. I was in the Catholic Church for a long time, and I didn't know this. But the reason why they're transporting this really high-quality beeswax is because the Catholic Church in Mexico required using beeswax for candles, for ceremonies. You couldn't use animal fat. Well, I didn't apparently. know that either. That's really interesting. I, yeah. yeah, so that's why it was so prized and why 
like the the Philippine bees apparently made really, really good beeswax and it was extremely valuable. I had no idea. Now, eventually, they start getting chunks that are stamped with Spanish shipping symbols. Because this was part of the way that they would track stuff. So you can actually see there's like chunks that have numbers stamped into them. And somebody goes through and actually finds wings from Philippine bees inside the wax. That's cool. What a neat like amber kind of insect trapped in it thing. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. Bees from the 1600s. Yeah. And we're still having them wash up. Yeah. So... It's still happening, but we still have some mysteries surrounding this galleon. I mean, I'm not a cartographer or a a captain or anything like that. I should just make a super cut of all the stuff I don't say. I feel like bones on Star Trek. Uh, (laughs) Damn it, Jim. You're not cutting this, right? I need you to tell people specifically you're not a cartographer or a captain. I am not a cartographer. I... The best boat I've ever piloted was the paddle boat that you and I were cruising around (laughs) Coeur d'Alene. God. Aimless circle, getting a sunburn. That was good stuff, dude. That was very good stuff. G.I. Ham was, I think, the winning Scrabble entry from the night before. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What did, how did that work? Oh, we, I don't know. I'm bad at spelling and it was late. And so you started letting me do abbreviations and proper nouns. And G.I. Ham, I think you were just, like, using the last of your letters. Amazing. Yeah. But that paddle boat was a pretty fucking eerie experience. Yeah, because of the big logs underneath. Yeah. Man, Lake Coeur d'Alene, we should talk more about weird stuff happening in Lake Coeur d'Alene just because we've seen some of it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. But anyway, you're not a captain, despite... Anyway, getting us to go in these amazing circles in a paddle boat. Yes. But so picture the Philippines and picture Mexico. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> okay. If you were going from one to the other, <laughs> Philippines you would not up. go through Oregon. No, you would not. That's I know yeah. that part. <laughs> so why the hell was it so far north? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I don't know. Yeah, no. Why was it? <laughs> That it's we don't know. Did, like, did it drift off course? Yeah. Like normally, what they would do is they would kind of come straight across, and then when they got to the U.S., well, it wasn't the U.S. then, but when they hit the coast, yeah, they would um go turn right. I guess yeah, right? they would turn turn south and work their way down what would eventually be California to get to Mexico. Liz, I so know that you're not a captain because you should have said turn starboard. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Well, next time you drive the paddle boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they turned starboard. <laughs> they turned starboard. There you go. Yep. So maybe they made it exactly that far okay. and then it got injured. What what is it called? <laughs> the the it boat got injured? Got, it got all fucked up. <laughs> what is it called? Why can't I think of the word? That What's sh- happening today? That shipwrecked. It got damaged. It got yeah. It got damaged. Rent asunder. No, yeah, and it got injured. so it was like enough together that it could still be pushed by the currents because the currents bring stuff up toward Oregon. Yeah. Um, it so was maybe they could fatally injured, but it was still yeah. alive. Yes, and it was limping its way <laughs> up to Oregon. 
where it would then proceed to poop beeswax for 400 years. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's very damn. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why the hell is it up there? That's one of the mysteries. Okay. The other is where the hell is it? So these things oh, we, almost never just disappeared. Yeah. But we don't yeah. know where it is. We don't know, and we don't know if it's one or two. These, I had no idea, but these things were ridiculously huge. So 2,000 tons, six stories high, the fuck? and 150 feet long. The fuck? Yeah, which I couldn't really picture, so I had to look up online. I, yeah. I seriously was like, I Googled how long is 150 <laughs> feet, and, and thank God Google like had me on yeah. that one. It, yeah. So basically, that's half the height of the Statue of Liberty. It was that long? Okay. Yeah, these well, things were huge, and they were tremendous investments. So when Spain yeah. lost one, they would send out, and they did, multiple recovery missions. All right. It's really weird. Yeah, so it's very weird that they lost this one so thoroughly and they could never find it again. And mm -hmm. it's so big. But there is a volunteer beeswax wreck research project oh my that's God. looking for it. Isn't that so cool? Oh, my they, God. Bless them. Yeah. And they're working from, you know, what they know about ocean currents. Okay. And also the fact that. Um, people kept seeing it for a long time. So it depends on who you ask. They consistently know people were still seeing the the bones of this thing in the early 1900s. Really? That it was, it was just sort of through the 1800s and early 1900s. Like, yeah, you know, turn left at the giant wrecked Spanish galleon. Yeah, at the, at the injured <laughs> Spanish galleon. Yes, yes, at the, at the, the corpse. Yeah, right, I'm not letting it go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Run it into the ground um, a lot like a galleon. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect yeah yeah it's um so yeah they were they were seeing it through the teens and 20s and there's actually somebody who says that she saw it in 1973 but they they say they're not as sure about that one because it's just one person yeah. who said you know yeah it was really low tide that day and i saw this thing okay. but they're working on it you know they've got all kinds of technology that i won't even try to summarize oh man but they got their looking underwater robots <laughs> and <laughs> they're gonna try to find this thing and i really hope they do because i think it would be so cool uh they have not just the beeswax like the beeswax is the stuff that floats right yeah. and they also have been finding over the years thousands and thousands of porcelain shards because they had all this beautiful oh, um, cool. china. Yeah, all these dishes that they were transporting as part of the trade. And they've got these thousands of shards that have washed up, but God knows what else this thing was carrying. It'd be oh, pretty that's cool. that's cool. I don't know why we yeah. don't quit our day jobs and become amateur treasure hunters. Because I would, I mean, if you put me on a beach, I will walk until my legs give out. I am so happy to do that. <laughs> Um, that would be so cool. I would love to have just like one shard out of this. You oh know? yeah, yeah. So um, <coughs> I, I try really hard not to collect. <clears throat> I try really hard not to collect um, seashells anymore. I'll take the ones that I think are really beautiful or special. But you know, my mm -hmm. couple of forest ranger buddies are like, knock that off, leave it in the ecosystem. So I've mm -hmm. switched back to collecting sea glass. And twice before, I've found 
pottery shards. Oh, wow. And I don't, you know, I assume that they're much more contemporary than the 1600s wreck. But they always make me so happy to find these little tiny pieces of painted china. Yeah, well, you know, you don't know. Really. I don't know. It, it could be from way further back than you ever thought. Hey, now, maybe I'm sitting on a on a porcelain gold mine. Baby, you're always sitting on a gold mine. Oh, boo. <laughs> Shoot, you can't see me blush. <laughs> uh, I thought on my feet for once. I'm so proud of myself. I'm really proud of you, too. Yeah. I yeah. just... It's how we know that you've slapped this ass, because, girl, you got the Midas touch. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to know how many people we get laid how many people reuse our lines that we try out on each other we want to know your success rate folks and how many of you got pepper sprayed <laughs> i bet i know which way that split goes oh my god uh that's everything i know about the beeswax galleon i mean that's fantastic i've never it's heard fascinating of it. right yeah yeah, had never heard of this thing. But yeah, from so long ago. And yeah, water preserves stuff really well after a certain point, so it could still be down there. You know, they pull up ancient Greek ships out of the Mediterranean. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. Uh, you, I assume, you know, I don't know shit about bees, but I always assume like, oh, it's wax, whatever, it'll melt. But I guess you think about how cold the ocean is. And mm-hmm. then I think it's cool that these egg-shaped things wash up because you assume that that's shaped by... The currents by them being rolled across the sea floor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever. I mean, I you find round rocks sometimes, and I think those are always really cool, knowing that they got trapped somewhere in the ocean and were just buffeted over and over until they were yeah round spherical things. That is so cool. Yeah. And with the beeswax, it looks pretty gnarly on the outside. Does it? You know. But when you cut it inside, when you cut in, it's just as fresh as it ever was oh that's so neat you know? that's so that's neat forever. so when um if you do you know what uh her name starts with an l the lady you were just talking about not lorinda oh not lucinda her dog's name was norman page back yeah loretta loretta thank you do you know what happened to the beeswax loretta found you said it doesn't have monetary value so did it go to the researchers did she keep it did she eat it like what goes on with it (laughs) i think she kept it i think you can go see some of the beeswax at um there's like a a local historical society that has a display about it but i think for the most part people either keep it or they donate it to like universities and stuff that's really cool i don't know they should send some to me she should send some to you, and then we can mm-hmm. we can make candles out of it, Liz. We can <gasps> we can revive the ancient art of candle making, like the good hipsters that we are, and <laughs> we can burn five hundred year old beeswax. Oh my god! Right? That'd be really cool. I'm getting really excited about it. Legitimately, <laughs> I love the idea. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. That would be so cool. Well, that's a that's... really cool floating mystery, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, hey, Devin. Hey, Liz. You know what else floats? What else floats? Feet. Oh, oh that's not a joke. It's <laughs> not a joke. That's so gross. It's just the second part of the story. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know you thought it was going to be a joke. I, I could hear a laugh in your voice. I could hear the smile. Oh, I thought it was going to be like your mom, you know, or something. 
Oh, you're going to tell me about the dismembered feet that were floating up on shore for a while, aren't you? Yes, I sure am. Do it. Just do it. It's so gross. It's so gross. I don't know facts. I just remember that they were in the stories for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. In the stories. In the stories. Yeah. When you watch your stories. When I watch my stories, they were in the talkies. The talkie (laughs) reel before the picture show. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about them. These feet. Oh, feet mm-hmm. is a gross word, by the way. I would rather say foot than feet. I don't know why. Feet's just one of those words I don't like. Well, this is going to be a rough one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I don't have to say it. I just don't like okay. saying it. I don't mind hearing it. Well, these foots were... Uh, <laughs> dem paws. <laughs> dem paws. <laughs> these tootsies. <laughs> these little tootsies. <laughs> gross. All right. First, I got to define what the Salish Sea is because I, ha- yeah. I looked this up. Do the it. Salish Sea is the 5,500 square mile bay mm-hmm. that includes Puget Sound, Georgia Strait, and the Strait of Juan de Fuca. So somebody actually campaigned to get this all named the same thing because mm-hmm. it's like its own ecosystem yeah. and there's creatures that live there that, you know, it's not. It is and it isn't part of the ocean, you know? Yeah. yeah like it's, it's it's different. Yeah, like the sound is part of the ocean. It's all seawater, but it is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that it does that is different is <laughs> have detached human feet wash up. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Let's go back again to 2007, a couple months before... Loretta or Luetta finds her beeswax. There's a girl walking along the coast in British Columbia okay. and she sees a single shoe washed up on the beach. Yep. You know where this is going. Yep. And she goes and she picks it up and there's still a foot in there. Oh, oh God. Nasty. Oh, God. I thank my stars I have only ever picked up sex toys and not <laughs> shoes with feet in them. This is the uh, only time I will be thankful for that, by yeah. the way. Oh. I, I would be so bad if I found that, too, because I'd panic and I would throw it. Yeah. And I feel like odds are really good I would throw it back in the back water. In the ocean. And, and then I would be standing there going, well, do I call them? Yep. Like, oh. should I call the police and be like, so I found a foot, I think. <laughs> anyway, it's in there someplace. And then I chucked it. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Oh, sick. I choked, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're usually good in a crisis. I guess not what it involves detached feet. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, they found, all in all, so far, 17 feet. Duh, what? I couldn't mm-hmm. even say a word there. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> 17? I thought it was like yep. eight. Nope. <sighs> Nope, so let's see. August 20th, 2007, Jedediah Island. Six days later, Gabriola Island. And both of these are in British Columbia. Then in February of the next year, Valdez Island. May of 2008, Kirkland Island. (laughs) Uh, June of 2008, Westham Island. August 2008, Mm -hmm. near Pisht, Washington, or Pisht? P-Y-S-H-T. I think somebody just spilled their coffee on the keyboard for that one. Yeah, 
Uh, let's see. November 11, 2008, Richmond, British Columbia. Okay. October 2009, again, Richmond. Um, August 27th, 2010, Whidbey Island. Beautiful place. That's where Beautiful they filmed um, Practical Magic, I think. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, I, I love that house so much. Oh, can we just retire there? Beautiful house. Okay. Uh, deal. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want you to see the shape my mouth is making right now. It is the most cartoon Lucille Ball grimace I didn't even know I was capable of making. Doing that. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So December 5th, Mm -hmm. uh, 2010, Tacoma. August 30th, 2011, False Creek, which I have some follow up questions about. Yeah, right. What do you mean, False Creek? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's false about it? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff like that around here where it's like, keep disappointment. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I really think that one was, wasn't it named that because they thought they had gotten to a certain point and then they realized mm-hmm. it, they didn't. So they were like, well, fuck this place. Disappointing yep. ass cape. <laughs> oh, I thought of the name now, too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. They, handled. They were like, shit, that- we're going to this stream. Motherfucking stream. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. It's just a creek. Just a false lion-ass creek. Just full of shenanigans. Yep. They were going to call it Bullshit Creek, but they ran out of room. Oh, my God. I love you. They were going to call it Bullshit Creek, but they didn't have their paddle, so. (laughs) Weren't able to explore it. (sighs) Anyway, keep telling me this litany of of dismembered feet. Oh, I will, except I also want to point out that when I was preparing for my wedding in North Carolina, one of the magazines that I got sent, because, you know, you, like, think about this stuff for half a second and Mm -hmm. the the alarm goes off in somebody's house and then they have to send you all the crap. Oh, yeah. Cape Fear Brides. God, what a name. I know it's just, like, the Cape Fear area. Okay. But I'm like, Cape Fear Brides sounds like a horror movie. It absolutely should be. Like something I want to like choose vendors from. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. No, we're gonna go to the Cape Fear Winery and afterward mm-hmm. honeymoon at the Cape Fear Inn and Yeah. Oh, no. these are locally sourced Cape Fear oysters. It's just like everything is panicking. <laughs> yes, it's upsetting. It's so upsetting. Okay. The litany continues. November fourth, twenty eleven, Sassamit Lake, British Columbia. Uh December tenth, Lake Union. You ever been there? Shit, In yeah, Seattle? I have. Fuck yep. that. Fuck that. Lake Union got itself some feet. Mm-hmm. They had a human that. a human leg bone and a foot in a black plastic bag under a bridge. Good God, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Seattle. I'm not coming back. I'm, oh, God. I'll go live right outside of you. Ew. So don't don't open plastic bags that you find in the water, I think, I is also a good advice. I learned that the hard way, too. Oh, no. I'm, well, I mean, they're just usually full of, you know trash and stuff but yeah i'm not gonna do it now that i know that they really Mm-mm. could contain people bits could be a foot uh <laughs> january 2012 in vancouver uh may 6 2014 um along the shoreline of centennial park in seattle wow I don't even know which one that is, so that's fine i can avoid that it, easily it says it's near the pier 86 grain terminal so oh. i guess unless you need grain no, I have been down that way. Never mind. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. February 7th, 2016, again, Vancouver uh, on Botanical Beach. 
And five days later, the the latest one um, washes up on, in Vancouver near Port Renfrew. That's a lot of feet. That's a lot of feet. Yeah. Oh. If it's you weighed them end to end, they would they would stretch at least seventeen feet. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. So this is obviously weird on a couple levels. Mm-hmm. One is that um why are they traveling around by themselves? So <laughs> You assume the coroners and the people who know about these things say, no, these feet were not, like, severed. These are feet that have just come loose from the rest of a body while they've been decomposing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not somebody who's just, like, they're not somebody who takes off your feet and then goes and throws them in the river. Oh, I mean, especially Mm -hmm. the one in the bag I thought was, you know, somebody killed someone or whatever and, and placed it in a bag and you know like it was detached on purpose that oh. one i don't know about actually that makes more sense to I me mean, doesn't it like i mean i guess yeah. it was a really big bag and the rest of the body floated out of it or whatever i don't know i don't that, yeah it uh. could have been that they were you know people that just got yeah like they put the whole thing in a bag yeah. and it just yeah. disarticulated so yeah Good why are we word. not getting the rest of the bodies and yeah. and like why are, why is it just happening all of a sudden? Like yeah. a couple a year, all of a sudden. Yeah. We're probably going to get more this summer, actually. Well, you know? I, there's been some pretty big storms up that way, too, haven't there? And it's an El Nino mm-hmm. year, or it's the opposite of an El Nino year, whatever that is. But the point it's is, it something. means tempestuous seas. Good vocabulary use. Mm. Well, you use mm-hmm. disarticulated, so I had to, <laughs> I had to up my SAT game. Oh, I have another one that they actually found one near Campbell River on Vancouver Island, but it was a hoax. Somebody had a skeletonized, there's a Scrabble word for you. Yeah. A skeletonized animal paw, which they put in a sock and a shoe and then like filled in the rest with with seaweed. Uh, 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 Just to be a pain in the ass. Just to be an asshole. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And they've also found a couple full of just like raw meat on Oak mm, Beach, which is bleh. gross, but not quite as weird. I think I'd rather find the human foot. Liz, can we talk about that for a second? I mean, than hamburger? Yeah. I just think that it would disturb me in a different way. Like if I upended a shoe and like, no, a okay, foot yeah, comes no, I'm picturing out, it. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got a whole foot that comes out and you're like, holy shit, that's disturbing. Or a whole slurry of watery sea hamburger meat comes pooping out of the shoe. Mm. See, and I don't even know if they come out when you turn them oh, they upside probably down. Don't. Or if you just like look at it and you're like, oh, I'm call somebody now. Yeah. I'm not sure about this. Presumably that's what you do. I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you make a good point. I don't know. I Like we both have mentioned, I pick up really weird shit and I examine <laughs> it kind of closer than I should. So <laughs> more likely to happen to me than to you. Yeah, my protocol is if I can't figure it out by poking it with a stick, that's as far as I'm going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get pretty close to putting shit in my mouth sometimes to try <laughs> to figure it out. So, Oh, God. Well, I have some theories that people okay. have come up with, but do you have a theory? Well, so when I've read about this before, 
I know that theories was the big thing. They really, mm-hmm. so far, they haven't found any feet, as far as I know, that are pairs. They don't belong to the same person, the, correct? I think they've got, like, one or two pairs. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, th- so of the feet that they found, only two have been left feet, and both of them they matched with right feet. What? And most of them, they don't know who they belong to. What? Okay, well, and that's mm-hmm. where the theories came in, was I thought... Um, they assumed that it was a lot of, um, like, suicides or accidental drownings, but then the feet came apart from the body in the surf because legs are kind of like these dangly things that get knocked Mm -hmm. shit against rocks, and then, oh, it pops off and floats up. You know, I don't know why it's not the rest of the body. I assume fish are eating it, but why wouldn't fish eat feet? Because they don't have Mm -hmm. enough meat? I don't know. You tell me, because there's my theory, (laughs) half-baked as it is. That's a pretty good theory, I think. Um, People, well, what people are trying to explain as well is like, why feet and why all of a sudden, right? Because it's not like one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, it was in a movie. So now it's happening all over. Yeah. Um, People want to kind of pinpoint one thing, you know, was it one of various plane crashes that were in the area that they didn't recover bodies from? Uh, Some people have proposed that it's because of the tsunami, Remember that? Like oh, the big Asian yeah. tsunami in 2004. Um, a yeah. lot of the the shoes that were found are manufactured in Asian countries. But I mean, a lot of Americans wear shoes that are made in China. Like Nike's yeah, yeah. made in China, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have, of the feet that they've identified, they know one is from a guy who was depressed and they think killed himself. And another two are from a woman who they know for a fact jumped off a bridge so it's at least the ones that they've been able to identify seems like not foul play but the theory that i've heard that i like yeah is that it's air nike that starting in about 2004 um shoes with air pockets in them became really popular sneakers with air pockets and everybody started making them like that no so that's why they're floating that's why they float and that's why no way yeah so if you just had your foot in a converse or a high heel or a hiking boot it's just gonna sink and stay with the rest of it if it gets separated yeah but if it's in a little running shoe all of a sudden when it, your the the ankle gets separated, then all of a sudden it's got a little life vest. <laughs> it just goes trucking along, disturbing and sad <laughs> and yeah. really really funny. <laughs> just a little, just it was supposed to make you jump higher. Boy howdy, it's still gonna do its job. You know that guy yep. he he pumped up before he got in the plane crash. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they're since they're all sneakers, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. It does. Um, people, of course, are speculating, here comes the Ouija Broads curse, that it's a serial killer. <laughs> but that would be a very weird... Uh, serial killers don't really do things that way. They don't like... Yeah. And, you know, not to say serial killers don't, because there's uh, always somebody that's going to do things weird to mess up statements like that. Yeah, but right. in general, it's not like... You're going to kill somebody and then cut them up and then throw their foot in the water and yeah. then have it wash up and be like, hooray, my plan. My- <laughs> <laughs> Masterful. 
<laughs> Without yeah. a hitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to have happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like... Um, I mean, if you're a serial killer, from the, the small reading I have done, if you're a serial killer and you're leaving bread crumbs because you want the notoriety, you're doing it in a much more intentional way than mm -hmm. hucking a Reebok into the sound and hoping it makes it to shore again. Yeah, that's a very message in a bottle kind of strategy. Right. It's not that wise. So there's one case. So this is not the first time this has ever happened. They found a foot in Vancouver in 1887, of all things. All right. Uh, that presumably was not in an Air Nike. <laughs> and you don't know. Yeah. Sorry, Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. On this site called SeanMunger.com, he had a thing about the feet where he highlights this case where this is um, one of the boots from November 2011, right? So this is the All one right. that pops up on Sassamon Lake. All right. They actually identify it. It's from Stefan Zahoruji. Ugh, damn it. Butchered. Zahorujuko. Stefan Zaharojuko, or something, a 65-year-old fisherman who's presumed drowned while he was fishing in the lake in January 1987. Wow. So what the fuck? It takes 25 years yeah. for his foot to show up? Yeah, it does. Because if you have large bodies of water, once... So this is gross, but you know, when people first die, they sink. Yeah. And then... After things kind of work themselves out, then you float and then yeah. you sink again. So if you okay. either drown in such a way that you're staying put or you don't get recovered before you sink for the second time, there's bodies that are probably largely intact that could be there for a really long time. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, again, we're talking about really great preservation environments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Humans are not that different from beeswax, I guess. Oh, my God. That's yeah. our new motto. <laughs> that we right there. We figured it all out. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Ugh. Oh, okay. now I'm just so, imagining what if they do find the beeswax galleon and there's like 1,600 Spanish people bodies in there? What if there's all the dudes? I was wondering about <gasps> that, too. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. That'd be very interesting anthropologically and very terrifying in real life. I think it would generate quite a buzz. <laughs> you must have been so happy when I start talking about the beeswax galleon again. I did. I've been holding on to it. <laughs> you know me. Outstanding. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So like twenty plus years. Um, mm hmm. Fuck. Fuck. Do uh, how did they? Um, do you know how they identified that one? Did they use DNA from like a family member or? I have no idea, actually. All right. All right. It's a good question. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's all I know that a lot of reconstruction cases for missing persons, you know, they're reconstructing a face or they've got mm -hmm. dental records or, you know, a birthmark was miraculously preserved or whatever. Um, I think it would be hard to identify feet. Yeah, I really think it would be. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, feet can be moderately distinctive, but not like a face is distinctive. Not the same, yeah. You pretty much have to hope for DNA, yeah, or that the person had, you know, in this case, I don't know if this is what happened, but if you, yeah. like, knew what his boots were when he disappeared. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, yeah, this is exactly that kind of boot thing. Totally. I guess it was a boot and not a sneaker. Most of them are sneakers or hiking boots. Okay. 
but yeah, there's only there's something with cushion. They're a modern mm-hmm. a modern invention in footwear, I guess. Yep, I think that's the trick. It's not bare feet, and it's not. You'd think flip flops, but I guess with flip flops you're gonna just slide right out. I of think them. the foot would come right out of them, dude. I find a shit ton of flip flops on the beach, and now I'm gonna wonder how many disincorporated feet were in those flip flops before I found them. Oh my god, you should wonder. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, that's Thanks. why my Croc flip flops that I got like ten years oh ago god. are um, my water shoes because when I, my foot comes out of them, they just pop up to the they, surface. They pop, but okay. So a, I'm gonna make fun of you forever for owning mm-hmm. those and still having them. And b, yep. I fell in a in the Spokane River once because I was wearing old navy flip flops and they were so <laughs> buoyant that they they kept pushing my foot up before it was like firmly on the you know lake bed or whatever oh oh so you were like waiting and yeah. then you couldn't keep your balance oh yeah you were getting pushed up from underneath exactly That's hilarious. ass over tea kettle yep the current and then the floaty bits of the shoe just zoop and i was gone that's amazing no i got these 10 years ago yes, and they are still did. kicking i was on bourbon street so like fill in for yourself my state of sobriety yeah and yeah. i was in heels and there's a lot of like cobblestones and bricks around there and I didn't want to walk in heels anymore and it was 2007 so there was a Crocs store on Bourbon oh Street God. and they are now my longest lasting piece, my longest lasting shoes so yeah. you brought those babies home to the house on Hogan and they became mm-hmm. your gardening shoes yep I used Nothing them a couple better. of times and they are so comfortable like I don't want That's to tell you thing. that but they are so comfortable they seduce you they they're do. like that yeah yeah. Like, oh my god. Like wearing a big old turquoise marshmallow, but they are so yep. comfortable. Yep, you just gotta make your peace. Kind of like we all made our peace with Uggs in that era because you oh, didn't yeah. want to put on anything else to go take the trash out to the curb in the Hell snow. Oh no. I had the Skechers knockoffs and they were great. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Oh, all right, my th- that's god. my story of things that float, Devin. Uh, honey, it got bee gross. Wax and yeah, and feet. Dude, why you do me that way? because <laughs> it's weird and it's modern it is modern and it is really weird and i oh i didn't know we had 17 of them that is shocking to me these are probably the farthest stories apart in time that we're ever going to be able to do man you and you didn't even have to shoehorn those in together <laughs> <laughs> i'm hanging up on you now <laughs> thanks for listening this is devin doing the exit all by herself <laughs> Liz is gone. I can say whatever I want. Uh, all right. You, huh. everybody, if you actually want more of this, yeah, <laughs> we're on the iTunes. We're on Podbean. You can find us on Ouijabrods.com. <laughs> Sorry, stop for a minute. Podbean. Podbean. And I said it the, the weirdest iTunes. way. <laughs> the iTunes. So we're on those things as well. As and Twitter. Media. And Facebook. Today I'm going to put up a picture of Engolf Snortland from today's episode. The fuck kind of name is that? Exactly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and if you could rate, review, and subscribe, you can do that on iTunes. And actually, you can review us on Facebook as well. Yeah. And that always makes us extremely happy. We get giddy. Mm-hmm. And Devin, they can buy stickers, right, through your Etsy? They can still buy stickers through Etsy. We have... Uh, two different kinds of stickers. We've got the pink one with our awesome Sasquatch designed by Ian Kelly Designs. And then we have the black one that's text-based that has our motto on it. Liz, what is our motto? 
live weird, die weird, and stay weird. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>